Your future marriage relationship can bring you incredible joy or really deep pain. And most young women don't realize it, but your single years play a big part in it all. Welcome to the Loving Your Husband Before You Even Have One podcast. We're coming alongside you to help you use your single years well. Hey everyone, it's Adrienne, and I'm just going to throw a disclaimer out here. Today's topic is a heavy one. It's one that involves heartbreak and betrayal. It's one on cheating. Cheating is unfortunately far too common in relationships, and it's even led researchers to ask the question, is monogamy even possible? We know for many young women, it may seem impossible to ever trust a guy again after being cheated on and perhaps even more impossible to think of staying married to someone that had an affair. When you're cheated on, it can often stick with you, occupy your thoughts, and change your view of other men. So what do you do if you've been cheated on? What do you do? Do you break up? How do you move on? How do you begin to trust someone again? So today we are talking with my friend, Andrea, and you are going to love her. But Andrea was involved with our student ministry decades ago, and she was one of my favorite students. She was always so faithful and involved and just passionate about the Lord. And she ended up meeting Chad at a summer project, and you're going to hear more about that. But if you met Chad and Andrea today, you would have no idea that they had a very dark time in their marriage. And it's actually a good reminder that all of us are not immune to just Satan's lies and deceptiveness. And each one of us is about three decisions away from becoming someone we never thought we would be. Before we get into everything, I just want you to get a chance to meet Andrea. Andrea, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad we were finally able to to get this together and um, so happy to be here. So Andrea, before we dive into more of your story and the insights you've learned, could you share a few fun things about yourself so that everyone can kind of feel connected to you? Sure. Um, so I'm a wife and a mom and a boss. And so that doesn't really give me a whole lot of free time <laughs> right now. So most of the time I'm either at the baseball field or playing taxi cab, but you know, it's really fun watching my kids do what they love to do. And so that's kind of the season we're in and I'm just loving it. That's great. Uh, now you have a, a son and a daughter. How old are they? I do. Uh, my son Brody is nine and my daughter Annabelle is 12. So you so are they in keep the us throws. Pretty busy. Yeah, that's a busy, yes. busy oh, yeah. age. Yeah. Well, before we get started in the conversation, I realize that most of you guys listening are single women. And so I want to be clear up front that we're not saying that we want you to stay in a dating relationship with a guy who's cheated on you. Okay, so we're going to talk more about that later. But what we do want to do in this episode is to help those of you who have been cheated on and are wondering, like what Adrian said, how could I ever open up and trust someone again? We want that to be our focus, and who better to comment on this topic and give insights than a woman who has survived an affair. 
So Andrea, thank you so much for being vulnerable to open up and share your story. You know, there aren't very many women who would do something like this. So we're just really grateful for you to do it. Is it hard for you to talk about? In all honesty, no, not anymore. Uh, for a lot of years, I was really private about our situation, but, you know, God has really taught me that the things that, you know, if we bring something to light, then, uh, it can cause healing. And, um, my hope is that just in sharing our story that uh, it could give somebody else that's been in, in that kind of a situation, some hope. Well, I haven't even gotten to hear your full story yet, but I just really admire any woman that is willing to talk about this. So I'm really, really thankful that you're here on the podcast with us, Andrea. So I don't know, Chad, so I want to hear the story of how you guys met. (laughs) Okay. So um, we met at a summer discipleship project called Kaleo in 2004. I'm sure you guys have heard about it before, Um, but... You know, we got to spend nine weeks on the beach growing in our faith and learning to share the gospel and really just built some great friendships uh, that summer. But they were there was this running group that uh, would run after the nightly activities at Kaleo. And I don't think either Chad or myself were, were not big runners. So I'm not sure how we ended up in that group. <laughs> but um you know, and as the summer progressed, the groups would get smaller and, you know, you had your serious runners and then you had people like us. Um, but, you know, it ended up being me and Chad and one other guy. And that guy eventually faked an ankle injury <laughs> so, so that we could um, go on those runs together. And I'm forever grateful. Um, but you know, it was on those runs that we really got to have some great conversations and got to know each other really well and built a a pretty strong friendship and eventually ended up dating, you know, I think in January of 2005. I know Chad, and he is such a great guy. But could you share a little bit of some of the things that you were really drawn to, things that you really admired about him? I think the thing that I've always admired most about Chad is his humility Um, He is always willing to admit when he's wrong and quick to ask for forgiveness. And um, in our relationship and relationship with our kids and, you know, business and all of those relationships. And, you know, he's a great leader and wise. I think the thing that attracted me uh, to him the most was just I could see his love for the Lord and uh, his desire to follow him. And, and that was true. Even, you know, in our marriage and in the tough times, I could see that he wanted to uh, continue to follow the Lord and, and seek him. And so uh, that was one of the reasons that I continued to fight for our marriage. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, Andrea, for some of our listeners, I'll just go ahead and just kind of sum up. But you and Chad met each other in college and began dating. And as you were moving toward uh, engagement, you discovered that he had an addiction to pornography. Is that Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So y'all broke up for a season so he could kind of work through that. And then you got back together and you got married. And... And we've talked before, so, you know, a lot of times women think, oh, well, this will be something that 
he won't struggle with once we get married. The you know, mm-hmm. addiction, I mean, he'll have me. He won't <laughs> he won't need all that. And right. that's not the case. Um mm-hmm. early in your marriage, he continued in that addiction and ended up it led him to have an affair. That was the dark time in your marriage and you guys survived it. Um, Sean actually did an interview with Chad on his podcast, The Endangered Species, and I actually re-listened to it this week, and I'll link it in the show notes, but it's just really interesting to hear Chad's, you know, struggle and the, the different things that he shared about, about it. But anyway, just to kind of catch everybody up, that's kind of what happened with Chad and Andrea. Well, Andrea, I would love to hear what that was like for you in those dark years as you guys were walking through that. What was that like? Um, you know, honestly, I can say those years were pretty uh, lonely. Um, I had always been, you know, of the mindset and been taught that, you know, not to dishonor your husband in public or not to, you know, kind of air your dirty laundry, um, you know, to friends or family about what was going, you know, going on. And so I kept all of those things really private and they were really just between um, Chad and myself. And so, you know, I'm really grateful for that time because it forced me to depend on God and really, you know, pour my heart out to him and those hurts, um, and kind of work through those things. But, but yeah, it was really lonely. Mm. Andrea, what would you say is the main difference between approaching, like when someone cheats on you when you're dating and then when someone cheats on you when you're married, could you add some insight into that? Cause I think that's important for our discussion. Sure. Um, I think in a dating relationship, you know, there's a commitment there, but I believe there's a difference between a commitment and a covenant. You know, when you are getting married, um, you're making um, a binding agreement uh, between you and God and your spouse. Um, You know, uh, that agreement means I'm going to fight through this hard thing no matter what. and so, you know, I believe that a dating rela- relationship can be just a glimpse of what the future holds for marriage. And so obviously things can happen, people make mistakes, but uh, if there are red flags in dating, such as infidelity or an addiction, it should be, you know, with caution that uh, you move forward. Um, I'm really a big fan of seeking godly counsel and wisdom in that. Hmm. I love that. I think that's so important as this is what majority of our listeners are probably in the season that in the season of dating. How would you advise a young woman to open up and trust someone again after she has been cheated on? I that's a that's kind of a tough question. I think there's a couple of different parts to it. You know, um, I think the first thing is just you know if if we're looking to put our trust in another human. Um, you know, to meet our needs, um, whether it's physical or spiritual or anything like that, um, we're going to come up disappointed. Um, you know, ultimately our trust has to be in our creator 
um, who's not going to fail or disappoint us. You know, he knows our needs, our desires. He knows the plans that he has for our future. We can always know that God has our good in mind. And, you know, when we're seeking him and in our relationships, you know, he, he can restore that. Um, I love what it says in Psalm 62, you know, five and eight in the amplified version, it says for God alone, my soul waits in silence and quietly submits to him for my hope is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress and my defense. I will not be shaken or discouraged. Trust confidently in him at all times. Oh, people pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge, refuge for us. So, um, you know, I think when we're turning our heart to the Lord and, you know, our, our desires, uh, you know, change to, to match his will, then, you know, he's going to give us those desires. And, um, you know, without God and, and learning to trust again, we don't have the wisdom to know what we should um, be looking for, longing for. No, that's really, really good. And I love the emphasis you made there. Like our trust can't be in man. Like if it's in man, if it's in any human, it's going to fail us. Our trust ultimately has to be in the Lord. And so I kind of have a follow-up question. I know this is probably different depending on like the scenario, but let's just say this, for instance, let's say there's this girl and she finds out that this guy cheated on her. And so they break up time has passed, you know, she's healed or so she thinks, um, she's done all that she can do. And she starts dating someone new. And with this new guy, she finds herself really just fearful to open up as the relationship's progressing. Cause she's just afraid of getting hurt again. She's afraid of that same repeat thing happening from, you know, the previous relationship. Do you have any advice for someone that might be in that scenario? I mean, I think healing is a process and it takes time. Um, you know, if you're having a hard time opening up with feelings or, um, you know, having those feelings of mistrust resurface, uh, maybe there's still some work to do. Maybe there's some places that God needs to still work on. Um, and so taking those back to him and, and kind of going through those, but then also, you know, knowing that it's not a one and done, um, you know, healing, it takes time. And so, you know, I feel like seeking the Lord in that and then also, seeking godly counsel, um, and how to work through those things, you know, those are, you know, the first things that come to mind, but I'm also a big fan of open communication with maybe the new guy and kind of talking through those things, maybe not sharing details, but so that he's not in the dark and, um, you guys can work through those things together. Yeah. So he's not wondering, you know, you know, why aren't we like progressing as fast? Just like, Hey, I have some reservations. Someone cheated on me in my past. And so just yeah. sometimes it can take me a little bit longer to maybe like open up. Mm-hmm. You know, Andrea, I wanted to ask you this question too. Like if you could go back and give yourself advice, you know, when you and Chad, maybe when you were dating and you found out that, or he told you, you know, that he would have to struggle with uh, pornography what advice would you give to yourself now because I mean you broke up for a season should you have gone a little bit longer maybe or let him delve a little bit deeper or you know I could hear a girl go oh wow what what else could I do you know because it seemed like you did a lot of the right things and that's a tough one <laughs> um I think looking back on it, you know, 
for a lot of years, I felt like I had kind of brought this on myself because I went into marriage knowing um, that Chad had an addiction. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, this is what I signed up for. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I guess we just kind of have to work through it. There were some some things that I needed to work on in my in my own life and in my own heart and I needed to let God do. Um, and so I probably would have taken a little bit more time and maybe saw a little bit more counsel. Yeah. Um, if that answers your question. Yeah, it does. It does. Thank okay. you for sharing. And I know that's a hard question because from what I know about you through Kim, Andrea, is that you, you know, look back on all that has happened and you say you have such a strong marriage now. And so mm-hmm. I would love for you just to share a little bit about that because I'm sure for most people, they're like, how could you even begin to have a good, healthy, strong marriage after something as tragic as an affair? Well, I can't say that that's after a very long time of you know, healing and letting God do the work and us doing the work individually. It didn't, you know, it's not like the next day we were, you know, good again. (laughs) It has taken a long time. Um, And so I, let me just put that disclaimer, like, you know, and there were a lot of tough seasons where um, you wouldn't, you would look at us and you wouldn't think like, um, or you would look at me and, and think, you know, every, I had everything together on the outside, but I was a mess, you know, um, and, and we, we faked it for a long time before God really did, you know, did all of the work. And so I just have to throw that out there. It did take a long time. Hmm. Um, and so, you know, a couple of insights that I was thinking through when Kim had originally asked the question, um, one of the biggest things that I have learned over time is that, you know, my identity has to come from who I am in Christ. It, it can't, you know, for many of us, myself included, um, it's really easy to try to find our significance in a spouse or significant other. Um, you know, that was me for a very long time. And, you know, finding my identity and my worth in Christ is really, um, helped our relationship be strong, you know, cause I'm not looking to find my identity in, you know, Chad or what he's doing or any of that. Um, you know, cause I have Christ meeting those needs. And, and so when we're both doing that at the same time, um, he's finding his identity in Christ and I am then, that's when our relationship is the strongest and the healthiest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the other the other thing I would say is God is really faithful. Um, you know, he can restore any situation. Chad and I are stronger in, in our marriage and happier now than we've, you know, ever been. Um, of course, we have our days like anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we both know that neither one of us is going anywhere. And so we made that commitment. And I know that if we can survive what we have gone through, then, you know, um, we can make it. And so I'm really thankful for that time because it has given us um, just an honest transparency in our marriage. And um, we can really talk about anything because we have laid it all bare. Like we have done all of the hard things and and worked through those. And so I'm, I'm just really thankful for that. 
Wow. I love I love that perspective. I love really just your perspective there of how you've said that your hardships have really helped you have just that greater transparency and greater honesty in your relationship that's helped it, you know, become deep. Um, that's just really, really beautiful. And yeah, sounds like it was a really, really hard road um, to get there to that point. But what a beautiful ending that just points to Christ, like you said, like he is in the business of restoring relationships. I heard that quote somewhere and I was like, yes, that is so true. Like he restored you. He restored me. He restored all of us. Um, and while we were still sinners, like Christ died for us. It's just it's amazing. Well, Andrea, do you have any other advice for a girl who's been cheated on? I think, you know, Chad cheating on me or struggling with his addiction uh, had nothing to do with me. And that was something that started long before we were together. You know, God had to do a work in him for a long time. Like you said before, you know, I, I was thinking, you know, what's wrong with me? If he were satisfied with me, he wouldn't go elsewhere. Um, for those things. And um, that just simply wasn't true. And so, you know, he was dealing with his own sin and his own brokenness. And, um, and so like, it took me a long time to realize that, but it had nothing to do with me. And for a long time, he would tell me, you know, he would always tell me, oh, this has nothing to do with you, but I didn't believe him. Um, But, you know, it likely has nothing to do with, um, you know, our listeners or, you know, anybody that's been in that situation, you know, cause we're all broken and messed up people dealing with our own stuff. And so, um, it's only through, you know, the saving grace of Jesus that, you know, we can find that hope and, and healing. What advice would you have for someone who is, yeah, she's in a dating relationship and she finds out that, you know, the guy that she's dating is struggling with pornography. Mm. Well, a tough one, but kind of an easy one, I would say, um, you know, I would advise to just really take a step back from the relationship. And, you know, I guess I think I've probably said it uh, 50 times on this podcast already, but um, seeking some wisdom, you know, godly wisdom and counsel is, is in how to proceed is great. Um, sometimes it's hard to see the writing on the wall, but, you know, maybe God has something better and, you know, I'm a, a firm believer that God can work out, you know, the, in, the details in any situation like that he did in mine, but it was a long road and a lot of heartache. And so, you know, if some of that can be prevented um, from just kind of taking a step back, I, you know, highly recommend that, um, you know, but also if he's the one, if, you know, you're sure that he's the guy that you want to marry, um, you know, I would just make sure that you guys work out the baggage um, before moving any deeper into the relationship. Sometimes a healthy break is, um, you know, in which you kind of both agree to take some time and seek the Lord um, and deal with that hurt, uh, you know, can really make the relationship stronger. I know for, for us that that break was good. You know, I look back and maybe think maybe it should have been a little bit longer, like we talked about before, but I, th- I think it can really make the, the relationship stronger and just keeping in mind that, you know, marriage is two broken, messed up people coming together. 
hopefully with a common vision to serve the Lord, but it's really healthy to make sure that you both dealt with um, past or present baggage before getting married. You know, mm. I'm so glad you said that, Andrea, because I mean, that's one way that you can love your husband before you even have one is to pinpoint the issues in your life, the hurts, the deep disappointments, and really process through those. Because a lot of people think, oh, when I get married, that'll go away. And a lot of times it doesn't go away. It just comes back and it's more confusing because then, you know, someone else is involved. And so that's why I feel like a broken record sometimes. It's like, hey, let's you know, get as healthy as you can before you get in a dating relationship or marriage. And, and if you're dating someone to encourage that person to get as healthy as they can before they get in a dating or marriage relationship. Mm -hmm. And so, and as friends, we can kind of encourage each other. It's like, Hey, that might be Mm -hmm. something you might need to work through a little bit before you get into a deeper relationship because Mm -hmm. you're going to bring this baggage in with you. So you want to minimize, you know, minimize it as much as possible before Mm -hmm. you get married. You know, what I think is interesting on that as we were talking a little bit about porn is I think a lot of young women can not even really see porn as a, a big deal. Like in a dating relationship, they're like, oh yeah, my boyfriend looks at porn. So does every other guy, you know, and just kind of not really think of that even as like a way he's cheated on you. Maybe they only think like, oh, if a guy cheats, that means like he physically had a relationship with somebody else. But if you do any sort of research on affairs, it often always starts with a pornography addiction. It's not just like someone just wakes up one day and has an affair. There's always some like something leading up to it. So if I had to comment on pornography specifically of just yeah, that is a, it's a really big deal. Like pornography is a big deal. It's sinful and uh, can be an addiction. And so definitely wanting to take the same amount of tenacity, I guess, in wanting to find healing and freedom from pornography before, um, yeah, continuing in a relationship. And Adrian, you know, we've talked about pornography a few times on the podcast, and I'll link those episodes in the show notes because we've got some great resources. You know, our mm-hmm. friend Ted Shimmer and his uh, Freedom Fight. I mean, it is, I mean, the reality is that most guys have had to deal with pornography. And so it's either have they worked through it or are they still caught up in it? And mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like every young man, old man I know <laughs> has gone through the Freedom Fight program. And so we'll link that in the show notes. But then Joy Scarca also got on and talked about her pornography addiction and um, and the help. And she's got resources, that, but the help she's received. So we'll link that for you because those are great resources. Well, on that topic, Andrea, what are some of the warning signs that someone is dealing with mm, an addiction? Yeah. Or what are some of the things maybe you saw in your own marriage? You know, a couple things to pay attention to are just his integrity with um, when it comes to uh, what he, the things that he allows in his life, you know, whether it's um, mature content on, you know, shows that he watches or, you know, social media or things like that. He's not bouncing his eyes when there's, you know, 
women that are not dressed appropriately or, you know, making open comments about attractive women, that kind of thing, isolating or withdrawing. Um, he's checking out a lot. Um, maybe it's, if he's defensive with questions regarding porn or integrity up front, you know, if he's protective with his devices, um, not wanting you to like borrow his phone or computer or things like that, unaccounted for time. Uh, you know, keep in mind that any addiction is just a way to medicate, whether it's porn, alcohol, binge watching shows, you know, it's kind of a thing now. Drugs, you know, if you're noticing addictive tendency in other areas of his life, it could be an indication that that it could be struggling with porn. Not always, but, you know, there, there's always a potential for that. Um, you know, I think it's important to note that it's not our job to be the Holy Spirit. That was a concept I didn't understand for many years. I try to control the situation. You know, you know, we did all of the things we had, you know, passwords on things and programs and, you know, time check-ins and all of those things. And I, that was kind of a tough season. And I really learned that I, I can't control the situation. God has to um, do the work if there's an addiction and um, best, the best advice I ever received was really just to take those concerns of that to the Lord and, you know, ask the Holy Spirit to guide me. If I noticed um, something was off and I can tell you that every time, you know, I would do that, the Holy Spirit would either bring something to light and it would come out, you know, come out in the open through a conversation or something like that, or my, it would call my fears and I would be okay and we would move forward. And so that was the biggest thing is just really learning to trust, trust the Holy Spirit and the discernment of that. So Andrea, when is it good to have these conversations about addictions like in dating? Um, I don't think it's a first date conversation for sure. But I definitely think if you guys are headed down the marriage path and are beginning to talk about engagement um, before things get really serious, you know, unless you notice some red flags sooner and, and feel like you need to bring it up. But, you know, I would also say just remember to be gracious with that. Uh, these are hard things to talk about. Um, they can be shameful. And so, you know, chances are pretty high, like you said, that, you know, a significant other is either dealt with a pornography addiction or is dealing with a pornography addiction. And, um, you know, even if they don't want to, even if they hate it, it, it's still a shameful thing. And so one thing to look for in those conversations, I feel like is just how repentant is their heart when they're talking about it? You know, are they prideful about it? And, you know, do they brush it off or do they have a repentant heart? You know, I, I don't think that I would have fought for my marriage as hard as I did if I wouldn't have seen that humility and that, that repentant heart in Chad, you know, also just with any addiction, whether it's porn or alcohol or gambling, it's, it's a fight for both parties. Um, so if you decide to, uh, pursue a serious relationship or, or marriage, you know, many girls think when we get things married or when we get married, things like this will change. And like you said, you know, it's just not true. I know I thought that, but there can be freedom and redemption, but, um, you know, it's not easy. It's, it's a fight. So, um, 
you know, it can really only be overcome by God's grace. You know, Kim, I'm glad you asked the question because I actually asked Dave about that when we started to get more serious and we had dated, I think, seven or eight months before we got engaged. So maybe like around like month three or five as we were getting more serious, I knew he was in a men's purity group, but that was really like the only extent I knew about it. And I, I really wanted to be sure that he was walking in freedom um, from mm-hmm. that and not in bondage to sin. And so I'm really glad I asked that question on one of our dates because I got to see how committed he was just to having sexual integrity in his life. And it, as a result of that combo, it made me trust him more deeply, knowing that he was, he was building habits to do radical things to flee temptation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does build trust. And there's a lot of skills that they do in these purity you know, groups that just to deal with hurts and the steps mm-hmm. that lead up to that. And I mean, I know a lot of young women who are going through the groups just because of the skills and um, the ability to pinpoint emotions and your feelings and, you know, hey, I need to change courses and do something different because this is uh, leading me down the wrong path. So there's some great resources out there. So, Andrea, um, what about the girl who is completely freaked out right now about commitment in marriage that all of this talk is just really, you know, it's just like, oh my gosh, I don't even want to get married. What would you say to her? Um, man, I would just say that you know, marriage is such a beautiful thing. It's the perfect picture of how Christ loves us and pursues us. And, you know, he intended it to be perfect when he put Adam and Eve in the garden and, you know, sin messed all of that up. And, and so, you know, marriage is hard and, um, sometimes you have to hang on tight and fight, fight for it, but it is so worth it. Um, you know, I'm so thankful that I made a covenant to God and to Chad, um, to continue fighting for my marriage. And, you know, the result of that has just been an overwhelming joy. Um, so yeah, I would, I would say it's completely worth it. Wow. Well, I love it too. Well, thank you so much for taking time to be with us today, Andrea, and to our listeners. Thank you for joining us and for talking about a difficult topic. And so if you've been cheated on, we are so sorry. We want to encourage you to pursue your relationship with the Lord and to know that he will never cheat on you, that he is faithful. Mm -hmm. And there are men out there who fight to be faithful and are good men and they're worth waiting for. And so... We're praying for you today, and we're just grateful. Thanks for making time to join us. And we still have a lot more to talk about, so we hope you'll join us again next week. Thanks so much. Mm